Wow. Just wow. Some unbelievable comments today from Pope Benedict XVI in a new interview with an Italian newspaper where he speaks of Joe Biden's Catholicism. And if you missed the attack on the Holy Mother of God from Biden's pick for the head of the HHS, you need to see this. I'm going to show you and give you both the reason for all of this insanity and the solution to it. This is the John Henry Weston Show. You're going to want to stay tuned. Before we begin, please remember to go straight to LifeSiteNews.com to keep up with all of our news and video. It's updated constantly, so make sure it's your homepage and refresh often. Subscribe to our daily email at the top right-hand side so that you can stay on top of what's happening and have it delivered to your inbox. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In a new interview released today by the Italian newspaper Corriere della Sera, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said of President Joe Biden, and I quote, It is true he is Catholic and observant. Pope Benedict XVI added that Biden, quote, is personally against abortion, end quote. Further demonstrating his misinformation about U.S. political realities, the Pope Emeritus said of Biden, and I quote again, on gender politics, we have not yet fully understood what his position is, end quote. The only caveat Pope Benedict mentioned was what seemed like a lament, and I quote again, but as a president, he tends to present himself in continuity with the line of the Democratic Party, end quote. So what is Pope Benedict watching in terms of media or news that leads him to believing, or worse yet, parroting, that Biden is personally opposed to abortion. In his first two weeks in office, Biden has pledged to make abortion available to everyone by codifying the Supreme Court's 1973 pro-abortion decision, Roe v. Wade. He revoked the Mexico City policy that blocks federal funds from going to non-governmental organizations that provide abortions in developing countries. And even if the Pope saw none of that, He would surely have seen the letter from the U.S. Bishops' Conference that called out Biden for his pro-abortion stance. Archbishop Jose Gomez, the president of the U.S. Bishops' Conference, warned that Biden's pledge to pursue anti-life and anti-family policies would advance moral evils in the areas of, and I quote, abortion, contraception, marriage, and gender. But another thing Pope Benedict is quoted in the paper as saying is just as troubling. Benedict said he didn't fully understand Biden's stance on gender. You know, I used to make a joke about Catholic politicians like Biden, saying that he'd have to sort of marry a homosexual couple himself to make it, and make it public for people to actually believe his stance. Well, that's actually not even a joke anymore. Biden did exactly that. He personally officiated at a homosexual wedding ceremony for two men. And he made sure to have it photographed and boast of it as well. Moreover, on the very first day of his presidency, Biden issued an executive order to force gender-confused men into women's sports. And if all that is not enough evidence of the uh, so-called gender stance that Biden has, 
he is now pushing the Equality Act. And it's really the death knell for pro-family, pro-life, and religious rights in America. It would force Catholic institutions to hire transgenders, female priests, or face sanctions. It would force Christian doctors to violate their own consciences in providing abortion or these mutilation services that are for transgenders. And it would actually increase girls' risks of sexual assault, and eliminate women's sports by forcing acceptance of biological male athletes to compete in women's sports and use women's change rooms. You know what underlines all of this thinking? It is the thinking of so many prelates in the church about Catholicism. How can they act as if, well, yes, there are all these sticky political questions on which we differ, but we are all brothers and everything is fine and we should all be polite and supportive of one another and dialogue and never stray into accusations or, God forbid, question someone's sincerity of faith. How? How can this be? How, in the face of promoting the slaughter of a million American babies in their mother's wombs every single year? How? I'll tell you how. The false notion of universal salvation underpins this whole mess. If everyone's going to heaven, then really everything doesn't matter that much. We can go along to get along because, in the end, it really doesn't matter all that much. Here's a great priest friend of mine who does get it. Watch the end of his homily from last Thursday. Do you think this unbelieving generation who's bought into the atheism and the agnosticism and the ways of the world, do you think they're on their way to heaven? I don't think they are. And I'm not afraid to say it. In our politically correct world, we think everyone's going to heaven. Do whatever you want. Try to be a nice person. Everyone's going to heaven. Where does it say that in the Bible? What great saints of the church proclaim that, oh, everyone's going to heaven, you don't need to, to, to strive to, to be holy. That's never been said in the last 2,000 years, so why does everyone believe this today? Why do we no longer preach repentance, believe the good news? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that you can have eternal life. Why do we not preach this anymore? You wonder why our young people don't go to church? Who's rising up to warn them? Save yourself from this corrupt generation. And so we need to pray that the Lord raise up his prophets and his saints in our time. Prophets indeed, Father. He have risen up. And you are one of them. Praise God. But there's more. Do you remember in 2008, while running for office, Biden famously said, and I quote, I will shove my rosary beads down the throat of any Republican who says I'm not a Catholic, end quote. Well, we got to know exactly what he meant when he said that, when he kept mentioning his rosary on TV and using it to tout his faith in order both to attract Catholic votes, and ward off Catholic criticism of his anti-Catholic positions. Well, he evidently likes to see that M.O. in his collaborators. Check this out. Did you catch the questioning of Xavier Becerra in his confirmation hearings for his nomination by President Biden to head up the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services? 
It was actually enraging. He was asked over and over again if he had a single reason or there was this, could be any single limit on abortion. And what did he respond? By talking about his grandmother praying the rosary and blessing him. Watch this. Is there just one, just one restriction that relates to abortion so you're, that you're you might support? Senator, you're talking to the spouse of a... Uh, OBGYN who for decades has practiced saving lives of women and babies. And I can tell you that from the stories I've heard from Carolina, my wife, I know how hard many women struggle just to save the life of their baby. And so what I would say to you, and I know that right now as I speak, my mother has blessed me this morning as I got ready to come here. And last night I know when she prayed the rosary, as she does every day, uh, every evening with my aunt, that she said a prayer and included me in that prayer. Are they insane? It's bad enough to be pro-abortion, but to invoke the mother of God in the midst of excusing your advocacy of the killing of God's children? Xavier Becerra is another of these self-professed Catholics who is massively pro-abortion. LifeSite's Calvin Freiberger reports that as Attorney General of the Golden State, Bezerra has shown a marked hostility to Americans who follow Judeo-Christian teaching on matters such as abortion and homosexuality. From forcing churches to subsidize elective abortions and nuns to subsidize contraceptives, to forcing pro-life pregnancy centers to advertise abortion resources, to refusing to fund state employees' travel to South Carolina in protests of South Carolina's law protecting adoption agencies that insist on giving children to both a mother and a father. But being pro-abortion and then invoking the mother of God and the Holy Rosary, have they lost their minds? Do they not fear God in the slightest? You know, perhaps the blame should not rest with them, but on the priests and bishops who fail to strenuously warn them of the eternal punishment awaiting them for such blasphemies. Blasphemies also against the mother of God. I'm going to tell you how serious this is. Do you know that one of the main reasons God permitted the most stupendous miracles, apart from the resurrection itself, the miracle of Fatima in 1917, He permitted that huge miracle because of the sins and outrages committed against the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus himself spoke to Sister Lucia about this in 1930. I'll get back to that, but I want to tell you this too. In Matthew 12, 32, our Lord expresses a sentiment that's really common to men of honor, where someone would insult their families. Jesus said, and I quote, And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But he that shall speak against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world nor in the world to come. Men of honor often warn their adversaries that harm to themselves can be forgiven, but to mess with their families will garner a terrible retribution. Jesus, being a perfect son to Mary, guards the honor of his holy mother, and thus the incomprehensible abusing of the rosary to excuse the killing of the innocent is beyond imagination. Where are the prophets among the bishops who will warn Biden and Bezerra of the terrible justice of the Son of God they will face for having dared to blaspheme his holy mother? Thank God for the prophets such as Father Mark Goring who are not afraid to warn people of impending hell.
and implore them to turn from their wicked ways and repent. But I told you at the beginning that I would also be giving you the solution to this mess, and here it is. It goes back to the message of Fatima, of course. On December 10th, 1925, the Mother of God, with the infant Jesus, appeared to Sister Lucia. The Blessed Virgin put her hand on Sister Lucia's shoulder and showed Lucia a heart encircled by thorns which she was holding in her hand. And then the child Jesus spoke. And let me get this exactly correct by quoting directly from Sister Lucia's memoirs. The book is called Lucia Speaks, Memoirs and Letters of Sister Lucia. And I quote, Our Lady said this, Have compassion on the heart of your Most Holy Mother, covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. End quote. And this continues in Sister Lucia's words. Then the Most Holy Virgin said, quote, Look, my daughter, at my heart, surrounded with thorns, which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me and say that I promise to assist at the hour of death with graces necessary for salvation all those who, on the first Saturday of five consecutive months, shall confess, that means go to confession, receive Holy Communion, recite five decades of the Rosary, and keep me company for fifteen minutes while meditating on the fifteen mysteries of the Rosary, with the intention of making reparation to me." End quote. And there it is. There is our solution to the mess we are in. That is our task. The task of the laity. The bishops and the Pope, they have another role, namely the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart. But we, the laity, must do our part. And that's the first Saturday's devotion. This coming Saturday is the first Saturday of the month. So will you start with me here and do this for at least five Saturdays of the month, first Saturdays of the month? Confession, that is within eight days of that either side of that first Saturday of the month. Holy Mass, communion, a single rosary, and then 15 minutes of meditation with Our Lady, all of that done in reparation to Our Lady for the sins committed against her sorrowful Immaculate Heart of Mary. We can do this, and with it we can pray for the conversion not only of Biden and Bezerra, but also the prelates who fail in their prophetic mission to warn Catholics who abuse Our Lady of the need to repent before they face the wrath of the Son of God. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. 
but we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.